0: and there's a Nationwide Disaster Preparedness Network made up of Patriot-Oriented Radio Operators. So Amron phonetically, the mic. Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Covering tactics, techniques, news, technology, and concepts related to emergency communications. Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Welcome everyone to this very unique volume 16 of Partisan Radio. We are going to be mostly focusing on T-Rex and preparing for that Teotihuacan readiness exercise. It is a set, it is a simulated emergency test where next weekend, August 6th or August 7th, 8th and 9th, we will be practicing a grid down, communications down uh Amron Communications Net exercise, an opportunity for you to implement your individual or family, group, church plan for self-reliance in case of a grid down major catastrophic disaster. Uh, But first, before I get into that, I wanted to pass along something. A couple of you, thank you for sending this along. Actually, I've got some more resources that I'll be getting into in later Partisan Radio volumes. But uh, anyone using a sound card interface using the TI PCM2900 uh, series chipset might not be aware that the Windows driver is adding a 60 dB gain. Uh, this bug is known and it is seen on Windows Vista and later in case you're having problems with your sound card. Now, devices like the Signalink and the radios like the ICOM 7100 7200 and the TS590S use this chipset. Modes like the JT, JT65 digital mode would m- be more difficult to decode because of the added distortion from that 60 dB plus gain. Now, there is a fix. Thanks to a ham operator, very innovative Kilo-Delta-Niner-Delta-Alpha-Lima, uh, that's his truly his call sign. He's got it posted there publicly. He's not an Amron operator that I'm aware of. We would normally never post an FCC call sign openly. Uh, But uh, this guy has openly posted it. He wants everyone to know so they can contact him if they need to. But he designed this. He posted his fix to Reddit and made a video showing exactly what's going on. So please follow the link to Reddit if you're having issues with your sound card. And it could be uh, a sound card interference issue because of this problem. Uh, you'll find the link to the YouTube video that he made, and we got the link right here: reddit.com/slash. Well, it's a long one. Uh, Windows bug ruining your receive performance. Uh, we will get that uh, added uh, up there at the uh, at the website for. Volume 16. All right. T-Rex is one week away, but the scenario scenario is officially underway. Yesterday, Saturday, August 1st, the first news report was released. And those will be available at Amron.com under a posting that will be kept at the top of all the postings up to and through the three-day simulated emergency test of the Amron system. Uh, You'll see a two-tone blue banner that we created titled T-Rex Headline News. That will be added to daily. And in fact, there will be additional breaking headline news posted there later tonight. It has officially begun. So there are several of you who have questions, and we've told you that we'll be giving you some guidance and additional information. This is the part that really gets some people. Some folks want all the answers, they want all the information and they want a timeline as to when everything will happen and all the details surrounding what's happening. Well, first of all, remember that you have a unique advantage with this disaster scenario. You know it's coming. You know the lights will go out, simulated of course because you'll be throwing the switch. And you know it's from Friday through Sunday, August 7th, 8th, and 9th, and you'll go back to work on Monday. Now, in a real-world catastrophic disaster, you may not have any advance warning at all. You may not know what's going on outside your little world that just shrunk to the size of your neighborhood, and you will probably not know how long it will last or if you'll survive it. You will survive T-Rex 2015. So if you're stressing out already, not having all the answers, you might want to do a gut check on yourself and be deliberate about keeping it together when the real stress hits during a true disaster. This isn't just about communications. It's about readiness. Are you truly ready? Not just logistically, but mentally, spiritually, psychologically. But I'm going to help you out a bit. It's really super simple. Follow the breaking news headlines on Amron.com, pay attention to the Amcon levels, and check for updates. Uh, we don't want you to have all the answers a week before the disaster hits, but we will tell you when to officially go off grid. And we'll announce that during the week, this week. As mentioned before, updates are going to start flowing daily throughout the week and right up to the lights out minute. In fact, as is our goal at Radio Free Redoubt, we'll be live streaming during a real-world emergency catastrophic event, bringing you live coverage and updates so long as the internet is operational at the Radio Free Redoubt studio, whether it's in Studio A or one of the couple of other alternate locations or remotely or mobile. If the internet goes, then we go to radio. So, tune into the live stream. If the internet's available, that's where we'll be in a disaster. Don't forget also, for you Black Echo radio stations out there, to be running to be tuning in to the Amron Nets and getting news and intelligence to broadcast to your local area, your neighborhood, for example. You may be the only source of timely news and information in your community, and your source of information is the Amron nets. So have your shortwave radio with single sideband ready to go. Your digital software ready for decoding digital messages. And if you have a local Amron net in your area, have your scanner and or your ham radio ready to go to receive updates from your local two meter or CH3 Amron net. Okay, a few points. If you have traffic, get it up the chain to your net control station. If you're a net control operator, get it to the next higher NCS, such as regional or to national on a 20 meter net, if you can reach him or her. Next, report, uh, or not report. Remember to log all your messages, especially the message numbers. Pass the traffic along to whoever doesn't have it in your network. Next, don't forget about the CH3 Nets. Even if you can't copy them, they will be listening for you for information, and they may never be able to let you know that they're out there. But they're out there counting on you and tuning in. So don't forget to make those announcements and put out information over the CH3 Nets. Next, we'll be giving away prizes to be announced later this week, so be sure to Track the unique message numbers during the nets during the amp uh, during T Rex, which will contain both alpha and numeric message identifiers. And that contest word must be correctly assembled for you to be entered to win prizes and gear. And codename Tango05 did a great job coming up with a tough contest word this year. I had to look at it twice to make sure it was a real, wor- a real word. Uh, the preloaded message traffic has already been distributed to the volunteer initiating stations. They have it in hand. So everyone's in place and getting ready to inject their message traffic into the scenario at their pre-designated time and date over the weekend. And if you have specific questions, I want to post a question and answer page on the website. Since several of you may have the same questions. I will do that on Wednesday if you get those to me over the next 20, uh, 48 hours. Get them to me by Tuesday, Tuesday evening, and we will post a QA and a page uh, for T-Rex to answer some of your most common questions. And now, finally, I'm in the middle of producing a video to help give guidance on the difference between the two types of nets that we conduct in Amron, practice nets and operational nets, where we use the SOI. Uh, The video isn't done, but I laid down the audio narration track earlier today. So I'm going to give you all partisan radio listeners a sneak peek. Well, not a peek, a sneak listen. This is the audio track that will be in the video. So hopefully uh, it'll really help out with understanding the differences between the two types of nets. We can't conduct practice nets the same way that we would operational nets, and we can't conduct operational nets the same way as we practice practice nets for reasons that I'll outline in the video. But here's the audio. So thanks, guys, and God bless. It's going to be a great training opportunity and a chance for all of us to grow as individuals and hopefully grow as a network. More updates on the way throughout the week, so keep checking back at amron.com. Here we go. Hey everyone, this is John Jacob Schmidt from Amron, the American Redoubt Radio Operators Network. This video was developed in collaboration with several Amron core operators to provide guidance for radio operators participating in Amron radio nets. First, what is a net? A net is short speak for network and is typically a term used to describe a predetermined time and frequency where radio operators have agreed to meet up on the air. The purposes of nets can vary depending on what they are designed to accomplish. And that's what I'll be talking about here. Amron conducts two types of nets, practice nets and operational nets. With Amron, we practice in order to hone fundamentals. And then we have training exercises to take those fundamentals and apply them to a simulated or even a real world disaster environment. But practice nets and operational nets are distinctly different, with different objectives. Some procedures that are necessary during practice nets would actually hinder the effectiveness of operational nets, and vice versa. I'll explain the differences, the reasons, and the procedures for AMRON nets in this video. With the guidance provided here, we should be able to implement and understand the functions and goals and the differences between practice nets and operational nets. Let's start with practice nets. Practice nets are designed with maximum participation as the goal. And although the reasons might seem obvious, I'll list some of them here. First, we want to test the network. When we have maximum participation, it allows each operator to learn which stations he could connect with in the event that he has traffic that needs to get from point A to point B. Next, the more you work with your equipment, the more comfortable you become with it and the more competent you become with it. This will make you much more effective and more likely to be confident in a disaster situation should you need to make contact with others to receive or pass traffic. Third, it gives each operator a chance to make sure his or her station is good to go. Invariably, things happen settings get bumped a cable doesn't get plugged back in or any number of other issues that forces you to troubleshoot identify issues fix them and become that much more familiar with your equipment that way you know it's ready to go in a real world disaster and if things don't work like they're supposed to you're capable and confident enough to quickly get your station back on the air next Practice nets give operators a chance to test out that new antenna or new software, power supply, tuner, or other gear while learning from each other about our station's capabilities and limitations. Finally, practice nets give you a chance to practice listening for, receiving, and passing traffic. We do this with a simple net word of the week and authentication number with a new and unique word and number combination in each hf practice net stations listen for this and pass it on to others either to others over hf or to your local vhf and ch3 nets so there are lots of reasons why we would encourage as many to participate as possible these practice nets are opportunities to connect learn grow and practice The practice nets are conducted on a regular basis with Amron national and regional nets taking place on the first and third Wednesdays and Thursdays of each month and other HF nets and local area VHF and CH3 nets taking place all across North America nearly every night of the week somewhere. Now let's talk about operational nets. As a general rule, When we refer to operational nets, we're talking about nets as outlined in the Amron Communications SOI, or Signals Operating Instructions. This is a standardized communications plan so that anyone, anywhere, knows which frequency to turn to, which mode, and at what time. It provides for a net cycle to begin every six hours or four times per day. More details are available in the SOI. The SOI is implemented in a real-world disaster situation when conventional communications are disrupted and during training exercises like the Tiotwaki readiness exercise, also known as t an annual nationwide grid-down disaster simulation exercise. This is where, as a network, we train how we would in a real disaster. In a real-world disaster, individual radio operators don't need to be told to implement the SOI. If there are no conventional communications, they know to immediately refer to their SOI and to get operational on their own initiative. Once they begin making contact with other AMRON operators, they will begin submitting sit reps or situation reports on important developments in their area and will be prepared to receive instructions from the net. This is distinctly different than regularly scheduled practice nets. As opposed to placing the most emphasis on maximum participation, operational nets are designed to keep the net clear for important, time-sensitive messaging traffic. In the event of operational nets, maximum participation could actually hinder the flow of important news and information. Unlike practice nets, when participation levels can vary due to a number of differing factors, a real-world disaster situation, especially on a nationwide scale, could result in thousands of people hitting the airwaves for news and updates or to just feel connected to others. It is important to remember to follow the instructions and the directions of the net control stations. In a training exercise such as T-Rex or other pre-scheduled events, most members have cleared their schedule and have planned in advance to be at their stations ready to go. But real world disasters on the other hand can strike suddenly and without warning. In such a case, net control operators may be slow to get their stations operational. They could be many miles away from home or away on vacation or work or victims of the disaster themselves, taking many hours or days to get on the air. Some may not be heard from at all. If there appears to be no net control station on the air, it's your responsibility to speak up. We should all be self-reliant. If there is no net control station, then as a member of Amron, it's your duty to assume the role of acting net control. We don't want 50 people sitting there waiting for a net control operator who never shows up and no one is saying anything. Let others know you're there, especially if you have traffic to pass. Be prepared to hand the net off to a net control station if or when he shows up and relieves you. Be prepared to brief him on any traffic you have, especially if it's priority traffic or higher. Once again, during an operational net when the SOI is being implemented, we want to encourage everyone to follow the instructions of the net control stations. He or she is there to direct traffic, so help them out by not overwhelming them. But also, don't hesitate to step in and assist with relaying traffic to or from the net control. Always offer and request permission first. After opening the net, At the end of his preamble, the net control operator will ask for priority or higher traffic first. Priority traffic has the right of way over routine traffic. If you don't have priority traffic, keep quiet. This is not a practice net where he will be looking for as many stations as possible to check in. If you are monitoring the net and hear net control struggling to receive traffic and you have a solid copy on the station reporting in with traffic, offer to relay. You should keep the frequency clear. However, there are times when you should speak up. If he calls for traffic that you have or otherwise directs you, if you have priority or higher traffic, speak up. If you are offering assistance to the net control operator with relaying, for example, if you are in need of traffic that the net control station has or need clarification or the repeating of traffic that you were unable to fully copy, And finally, if you have traffic for a specific party other than net control. Once the net control operator acknowledges you, you should coordinate with that party that you need to make contact with to QSY to a different frequency and quickly move off the Amron net frequency. After handling all priority traffic, Net Control will ask for welfare traffic and then, if time allows, routine traffic. If all traffic has been passed and there is still time, Net Control may then ask for check ins, contacts, or other announcements. He'll likely then close the net and make any announcements, including the time for the next net. Earlier, I mentioned that the term operational nets generally means that the frequencies, bands, modes, and times as outlined in the SOI will be adhered to, but remember we always need to remain flexible. A real-world disaster could necessitate more or less communications. There could be moments of intensity with extremely high levels of traffic to be passed, and at the other end of the spectrum, the grid could still be down requiring the use of radios for communications, but The situation may be stabilized. AMRON net control stations at the national, regional, or state level will continuously make assessments of the need for more or less communications. This could even be done on a local level where your local NCS could assess that continuous or scaled back radio communications is required. The communications plan could be modified and the net control station should always be passing along special instructions to the net. But if changes aren't specifically announced, always assume there are supposed to be nets taking place following the plan outlined in the SOI. So let's summarize. There are two main types of AMRON nets, practice nets and operational nets. Practice nets encourage maximum participation. This gives everyone an opportunity to test their gear, learn who you can consistently hear and make contact with, become proficient and confident with your skills and operational nets are nets which are implemented using the AMRON Communications SOI whether a real-world emergency or a simulated emergency test, such as the Teotihuacan Readiness Exercises. All stations are urged to tune in and monitor. This is how you stay informed and listen for traffic that may affect you or your area, state, or region. It is also an opportunity to pass along valuable information to others. But in an operational net, if you don't have traffic, keep silent Especially in a real world disaster situation. Keep the frequency clear for others who do have traffic to pass. We do understand that during a training exercise, when operational nets are being implemented, such as T Rex exercises, we want as many to practice as possible. Unlike a real disaster, training exercises include passing lots of traffic, including contests for prizes, etc. However, keep in mind, we're trying to simulate a real world disaster situation. So keep your transmissions brief, professional, and on topic. Gather your thoughts so you know exactly what you're going to say when you transmit. You shouldn't be humming and hawing and grunting and scratching your head as you formulate your words and you're transmitting at the same time. So to reiterate, radio communications should be brief, concise, and professional. Here are a few rules of the road. Gather your thoughts first. It might be helpful for you to write out what you need to say beforehand. No eating or smoking or anything else that makes you sound like you have a chihuahua shoved in your mouth while you're operating the radio. Eliminate background noise such as other people talking loudly, music, televisions, barking dogs, or machinery operating in the background. Don't tune up on the net frequency. This is not only annoying, but it could actually jam messages that stations are trying to pass, and lives could be on the line. Just go up or down 10 kilohertz or more and do your tuning there. Repeat voice traffic to confirm accurate copy. And if it's a lengthy report, always try to wait for the digital net and send it then, so you only have to send it once. Don't wave at everyone for the sake of saying hi. If you don't have traffic, don't say anything until traffic has been passed. Beginning with priority or higher, then welfare traffic and then routine traffic if you want to make contact with another station to discuss personal matters be courteous and QSY to another frequency offer to help the net control station if it appears he needs it but always ask don't just barge in like a bull in a china shop assuming he needs you if you have traffic such as a sit rep, spot report, radio message, or welfare traffic, and you're not sure what to do with it, just get it up the chain. Get it to a net control station. He'll get it to the regional net control station, and then he will get it to its destination and probably national NCS. During a simulated emergency test type training exercise, most traffic will get distributed widely for the sake of allowing as many stations as possible to practice handling or receiving traffic. And finally, follow all instructions of the net control station. And if there is no one running the net, step up to the task or coordinate with others so you can get you or someone to assume the role of net control until you're relieved. I hope this adds some guidance and clarification. Thanks to all of you working diligently to have your stations ready for training and for real emergencies. On behalf of the American Redoubt Radio Operators Network, I look forward to training with you and meeting you on the air. 73, this is John Jacob Schmidt, out. As ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute the ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.